0: Welcome family to another episode of Something to Say, I'm your host Stan B And this episode we're going to be talking about domestic violence man. um, It's October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month as well as Domestic Violence Awareness Month And I just want to shine a light more so on the domestic violence So that will be the main topic of this episode So if you're ready to rock with me, come on, let's go Lock in, Something to Say Welcome family, I appreciate y'all tuning in to another ep, man As you heard from the intro, uh, today we're going to be talking about domestic violence And first and foremost, let me dedicate this particular episode to all the women I don't care where you're from, I don't care what ethnicity you are I don't care what you've been through, how many kids you have, uh, how much money you got It doesn't matter I dedicate this to all the women in the world, no matter where you at. Whoever's listening, whatever woman's listening right now, I dedicate this to you. This is your episode. Alright? Now let me say, I don't think anyone can dispute that we all, no matter who you are, where you come from, uh what you the McCain Whether you're in prison, whether you're free, whether you got money, your political status, um, whether you got a big house, whether you got 10 cars, it don't matter. I think we can all agree that we all come from a woman. We all come from a woman, period. I don't care if you're trans, you're bi, you're, you're heterosexual, you're homo, whatever the case may be. None of that even matters. You came from a woman. And so that's the bottom line. That Like this whole thing falls back full circle on that very fact that we all came from a woman. Right. So now that we got that out the way, we know that I don't think anybody can dispute that. So we'll just leave that fact right there. Now, let's talk about domestic violence, man. Um. You know, people have their own definition and uh that's fine, I'ma just I'm gonna give you the the, the real <laughs> the real definition of it, um not what I think or what somebody else might think or whatever. But domestic violence is the willful intimidation, physical assault, battery, sexual assault, or other abusive behavior as part of a systematic pattern of power and control perpetrated by one intimate partner against another. So, um, basically, that man beating on his wife, or that man raping his wife, or um, that boyfriend beating on his so-called girl, that boyfriend verbally and physically abusing her, and sexually assaulting her, and as a part of exerting that power and control over her you know what i'm saying um a way to so-called keep her in line um which is a horrible way to try to keep somebody so-called in line and so i'm gonna just be giving you all a little facts um about domestic violence um as we go along here and i'll try to throw a couple of little stories a little things in there um about it so uh as i said in the intro this is domestic violence awareness month um it was established in 1987 in october but it was first declared national domestic violence awareness month in 1989 uh that's when it became official and you know it's some things that i feel i mean i know we we take little months and um You know, for instance, Black History Month, right? Everybody knows that's in February. Well, to me, it's every day of the year. You know what I'm saying? Um, Of course, for that little short month, the shortest month of all the months of the year, um, you know, they're going to pack all this information about Black people and their achievements and different things, what have you, in that one month. So you can try to catch that every day. Well to me, Black History Month is every day. It's every day of the year, every day of the month, you know, um it's not it it it's <laughs> it's more than twenty eight, twenty nine days on a leap year of um black people to try to cram all in that time is more than enough black people to be trying to cram all in that little bit of space of time, um, for people to get information on and what have you, what have you. So I say that to say domestic violence awareness, this, this is the month for it that was established for, but it's every day, you know, um, is women getting beat on, getting assaulted, getting raped, getting killed every day, every single day. It doesn't stop. So, This is just a month set aside to pay more recognition to it, but we should be recognizing and um, trying to do what we can to stop that domestic violence every day. Like, you know, if you know someone that's caught in that cycle, um, help them to get out, you know, help them find some resources. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'll tell you a quick little story. Right in between this right here, um I got some other facts i'm a I'm gonna lay down for y'all but um i I wa- you know everyone's familiar with first forty eight and um for a long time, I stopped watching it because in the beginning, I watched it, and i I got too involved with uh quote unquote liking it and not realizing that you know this show. It's a real show. It's not a sitcom. It's not actors. These are real people losing their lives. These are real detectives uh, investigating the deaths of these real people who died. And so I knew that. But, you know, you know how you get into a a, a show and it's like you find yourself like, yo, that's my show right there. Yo, that show dope, right? You know, you're not really realizing the dynamics of the show. Like people have to die to make this show. People have to be killed because that's a homicide to make this show. You know what I'm saying? So uh, so once I realized that and realized my how drawn I was to it um, it wasn't that I was glorifying anybody's death or anything like that. I just um, got a little too comfortable with the show. And so I had to fall back. So with that said um, I'm out here in Kansas and uh, you know, I happen to come across First 48, you know, um, in this room that I'm in. The 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 TV has limited channels. It doesn't have a lot of channels like Back at Home, Cox, and all that. Uh, they have probably about 35, 36 channels. So one of those channels is A&E. Um, wasn't anything on at the time, and I just happened to be sitting in here. And so I turned to um, the First 48, and on there, it was an episode of a brother who his girlfriend, long-time girlfriend or short-time, I don't know, but she was found dead laying on the floor, and it was a gun beside her. Now, his story was she had shot herself, and he was trying to stop her from killing herself. Hence, that's why the gun was right there beside her. Um, When he got caught up, he called his brother um, his brother came over, you know, seeing the girl on the floor, he kind of kicked the gun away from her or whatever, you know, that type of thing. And so when they're investigating this thing and they get to talking to him, they kind of sense something ain't right. I'm talking about the, the, the boyfriend. They kind of sense something ain't right. And they say, well, pretty much they, they start pointing that finger at him. Like, look, maybe you did this. You know, um, the father said she grew up around guns. She would have never just took a gun and put it to her head and killed herself, you know. Um, and then come to find out this guy, they brought in a, a female who this guy had been with before. And the female said, basically, he used to whip my tail. You know, um, he he I called him the Sarge. And it was whatever the Sarge wanted, you know. Um, she said it was times that, um He choked her out, and she blacked out and woke up and came to later uh She said that one of the last times that she decided to stand up for herself he knocked her out, you know, and this guy, if you could see this dude, he's a big dude bro. he's he's big, you know what I'm saying um and he he knocked her out, you know, and so she was telling the detectives, and they had her face blurred and everything what have you for her safety. But she was basically telling the detectives that that man has a history of putting his hands on women. And so she actually went to this girl's funeral and she said, you know, when I seen her laying in that casket and I don't know if she knew the girl or not. But she said, when I seen her laying in that casket, I saw myself, you know what I'm saying? And you know to hear that stuff is is deep, man, like we talk about people, you know, we talk about women, you know what I'm saying, and um, and when you think about women i don't I don't look at women as them being vulnerable i look at I look at women being strong, um being nurturing, caring, loving, all that kind of stuff, but we know if we comparing it. To, to men, you know, the masculinity, you know what I'm saying? Um, there's a difference, you know? And so to hear that the man knocked the girl out and, you know, um, and, and that, in the situation with the girl that, that, that died, uh, it may have been an ongoing situation with him doing things to her. And then she decided, you know what, today is enough. I'm not going to take it no more. And she lost her life. You know what I'm saying? Um, and come to find out, too, with that situation. This brother, the, the the brother who was coming to help him, he's the go-to guy. He's the one that this little brother, and it's so weird because the little brother's big dude, you know, the, the big brother's little small guy, but everything he learned on how to jump on women, do what he do to them, he learned from the big brother, the big little brother, you know what I'm saying? And so... um, you know that's a I it get that th- that takes me to a point of um domestic violence some guys that perpetrate domestic violence um I, I'm a firm believer that you know you you learned that like nobody comes out the womb doing that type of thing you learned that somewhere whether it was in your household or you seen that going on um you learn, it was a learned behavior. You know what I'm saying? Um, somebody may have, I, I, I don't see anybody actually sitting down teaching you that, but, um, Hey, it could happen, you know, but I know indirectly you could be taught how to do something like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, kids are impressionable and that's why it's important to watch what we do around kids, um, uh, no matter what it is, but especially when it comes to domestic violence, you know, um, an argument is bad enough, you know, depending on how how bad the argument gets. But when you start uh, getting physical and, and doing things that um, just ain't right in general, but then on top of that, you got kids in the mix that's watching this, you know, it becomes a whole totally different thing, too. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, man, that was an interesting episode and uh uh for the record i haven't watched first 48 since uh it kind of you know bore back that whole thing of why i stopped watching it because it's so many of us and i say you know uh black people on there but anyway back to the subject at hand um let me give you a, a, another fact uh of, of domestic violence cuz i want to i want to put these facts out here i want i don't want to just discuss domestic violence but i want to put some things out there that's, that's factual and true. Um, so a stat that I have is one in four women and one in nine men experience severe intimate partner physical violence, intimate partner physical contact, that's sexual violence, and or intimate partner stalking with impacts such as injury, fearfulness, post-traumatic stress disorder, and use of victim services etc um the list goes on so one in four women man And, and and you notice i said one in nine men so um men aren't excluded from domestic violence there's there's some men getting they getting they tail whipped man by some some female you know and um you know it's other guys we sitting back and we looking and uh he a chump he you know he um he did see he he that or what have you. But the one thing that I've seen, um, with domestic violence is it's, it's a, a um, it's a physical thing, but it usually starts on a mental plane. And that goes for, for, for anything that you do along them lines. Um, you know, if you mentally take somebody's mind and take somebody's, you know, just basically take over their mental, then you can do whatever with the physical, you know, and so it's a manipulation. Like if you can manipulate this person into believing that um the violence you perpetrate against them is their fault. is because they made you do that. Because they made you um have to haul off and smack them in the face or whatever like that. You see what I'm saying? There's no accountability on their part. It's all on you. And that's a that's that, that's that the mental part of the domestic violence. You see what I'm saying? Um, that I'm doing this because you made me do it. I'm not doing this because I just want to smack you around. I'm doing this because I, you was talking to the guy at the store. And I told you don't be talking to no guys. You know? So you caused this. You know what I mean? And so it's all a manipulation. And it snowballs into um, these acts of, of domestic violence, you know, of, of, of physical violence, sexual violence. Um, and it's, it's, it's a sad thing, man. Like, you know, I got sisters, I got cousins, I got a mother, you know what I'm saying? I got aunts. Um, I respect women so much, man. I, I don't, I don't want to ever be the one to do something like that. Um, Guys, you know, I know how it is losing a female or female decide she not had enough of your stuff and she going by her business, you know. Um, We've all been there. But man, come on, man. It's not worth taking her life or destroying your life or taking her life and then taking yours. You know, nobody thinking about these babies. A lot of times it's babies involved in all of this. Nobody's thinking about them. You see what I'm saying? Um, and it's just a, a a a crazy situation to do that. And there's so many, you know, uh, this happens every day. This happens every day You where you hear of a murder-suicide. And you're like, damn, murder-suicide, what happened? You know what I'm saying? Um, because this guy decided... That look, she she was gonna divorce me. Um, I'm not letting her take half and take the kids and all. So I'm a killer. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm gonna kill myself. And and in the end, what did it solve? You left your babies with a whole bunch of trauma that they gotta live through, that they gotta figure out. And hopefully, they don't end up like the mother or like the father who killed them. You know. So, um. Or, or or killed the, the mother rather. Um but yeah. So it it just makes for a crazy situation, man. Um ladies, listen, and I'm I'm telling you these some of these things as a man. Um you know, when you have a man that you like and you really feel him or what have you, um don't you know, I know we we're people, we're human. So the the the, the sexual vibe, the attraction, all of that is, is there. You know what I'm saying? We're, you know, we got hormones and different things, you know. Um, you know, you you like what you like and you, you don't like what you don't like. And when you see something that you like, you want to go after that. I get all of that. Um but ladies, when you meet these these men, you know, try to gauge and see how this man interacts with other women. How this man treats his mother if his mother is still alive even if she's not alive how he how does he see her how does he hold her do we still hold her on that pedestal do we still put her that high even though she's not even here in the flesh you see what i'm saying because a real man loves his mother not as a mama's boy you know what i'm saying or or anything like that he loves his mother because that's that's how it's supposed to be and and usually This is how it is, man. Whether you're a boy or a girl, being born in this world, usually the first woman that you learn to love is your mother. You know what I'm saying? That's usually how it go. And so if you somehow have a a, a good relationship, a great one or a decent relationship, you tend to have that love that, you know that I'll do anything for my mom or that, you know what I'm saying? That type of love when it comes to your mother, you know? And so ladies peep that out. See it. See if that man got love for his, his, his women, the women in his life, you know, his mother, his sisters, you know what I'm saying? His aunts, you know, if you got grandkids, a granddaughter, you know, you got a daughter, you know what I'm saying? Like just, you, you have to peep those things out. And the sad part about some of the men who um, perpetrate domestic violence is the fact that they'll do this to other women. They'll do this to your sister. They'll do this to your aunt, your cousin. But they don't want nobody to do that to their daughter, to their sister. You know what I'm saying? Their aunt. You know what I mean? So it's a contradiction there, you know, um... And it's just it's just sad, man. You see, you just see these type of situations all the time. Um, and, and sometimes it's not, I guess, so much domestic violence. Sometimes it could be, uh, like verbal. Like he don't put his hands on you, but he talked down to you like a dog. Like you ain't nobody. You know what I'm saying? And nobody deserves that. I don't care who you are. Don't, nobody deserves that. And so a lot of times it goes back to what I was saying: manipulation. You know, you you've taken that person mind. And so, you know, she used to you cussing her out, you know, what I mean, Uh, treating her like this so much that when that relationship ends, if it ever ends and she moves on, she's stuck in a cycle of trying to find this this good guy. But she may run the good guy away because he's so nice that she's not used to that to a guy treating her with that much respect, treating her that nice, you know, she used to being cussed out and and, and dogged out and talked talked down to and, and treated with all kinds of disrespect. She used to that from this one guy. You see what I'm saying? So it's a a, a manipulation of of the mind, man. You know, um, and some some guys have mastered that. You know, to the point of, um, like I said, with the first forty-eight case. The guy had done that to, to a previous female. So think of how many other females he may have done that to. And think of the impact on the girl that's alive. We know about the impact on the, on the one that's dead. She had three three little babies. She had two boys and a little girl. And, and neither one of them looked like they was at least 10 years old. You know what I'm saying? Well, what them babies got to go through, man? They lost their mom. For what? You know? So... It's it's a a sad situation, man. But let's get into another fact real quick. Um, we got one in three women and one in four men have experienced some form of physical violence by an intimate partner, including slapping, pushing, and shoving. So one in three women and one in four men have experienced some kind of some kind of physical violence. Um, you know, by an intimate partner. You know what I'm saying? And, and um. You know, sometimes that's how I start. You know, you might have the uh, the girl I've I've heard females say, you know, in the beginning, it wasn't like that. You know, um, he was this, that, and the third in the beginning. Yeah, he was kind of, he was the, the, the wolf in sheep's clothing in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he, he presenting himself like, you know, he the man that you need him to be and this, that, and the third. And at some point, as soon as that, that switch got flipped, you know, he put his hands on you and it might not have been a beat down, might have just smacked you, you know, um, apologized for it and kept it moving. And then at some point smacked you again, you know, um, and, and some of these situations don't snowball into full blown, you know, he, he jumping on you in the middle of the night, raping you want to have sex type thing. Or, you know, you come home late from work, you want to know where you're at and now he whipping you all over the house. Some things don't snowball to that. Some things just stay kind of minimal as far as the extent of the violence and disrespect, Um, but it's still there. And so I say to to all my ladies listening, any of you ladies listening, you don't have to stand for that, yo. You don't have to stand for that. And I know it's hard to just stand up for yourself at times and say, no, I'm not going to take this, you know, um, because you're thinking about your kids, or uh, if you don't have kids, you're thinking about um, where you're gonna go, or what you're gonna do, or what this person gonna think, or what any of that. Look, man, you need to focus on your life. Is guys out here killing women for absolutely nothing, nothing for being a woman, for being a woman that's that that's woman enough to stand up for herself. And say no, I'm not gonna take that. You're not gonna treat me like that. So I say to all you women that's listening, it's nothing wrong with that. Stand up, you know, um, seek help, you know, for y'all women that got brothers, got uncles and stuff, you don't wanna get your, your peoples involved, I get that, I get that. But trust me, when 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 you got people who really love you, you know, I, I love my sisters. All right, and I'm gonna put it on record like this. I love my sisters, right? I will catch a life sentence for either one of them. And you take it how you want to take it. Right? So I say all of that to say that I'm not gonna gonna stand for any any crap when it comes to my sisters. You know what I'm saying? Um and that's just what it is. I'm not gonna get all into that like that, but domestic violence is just a a real thing, man. And it's, it's sad. Um, you know, for me, I can say me personally, um, I've never experienced that in my household. My pops ain't never put his hands on my mom. You know what I'm saying? Have they argued plenty of times, you know, plenty of times. And even in the arguments, um, it was never, uh, outrageous then they're cussing and fussing and throwing stuff and, you know, uh, treating each other all crazy. It, it was, it was never any of that type of situation. Um, you know, they had an argument, you knew they had a little argument. It was a little, you know, a little back and forth and my mom expressed what she expressed and my dad expressed what he expressed. And then, you know, usually you're going to try to side with mom and keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so I've never experienced that, um, in my household. So I don't have any of that as far as like traits and stuff in me or anything that I seen that would trigger me to want to do something like that. You know, have I been in arguments in relationships? Yeah. You know, um, but no, I, I never wanted to put my hands on a female. Um, now I will tell you a, a, a interesting story that, uh, I don't tell many people and I haven't told many people and I was 16 years old Um, so I was young and I'm not using none of that as an excuse I'm just saying I was I was young and um, reactions off of things that I felt um, was you know when it comes to possessions you know what I'm saying and you um, you, when you're young like that you feel connected to your possessions I guess that's what I'm trying to say so let me let me get into the story um, I was 16. I was with a woman that I eventually married when I was 20. Uh, so she was my ex-wife, but at the time she wasn't none of that. She was just my girl or whatever. Um, so I had a pager back in the day, you know, beeper for those who don't know. And, uh, you know, that was the move before the cell phones and all that, you know, you get your, get a little, little page or whatever. You know, you going to run to the to the phone and call you know, see see who this is unless you already know, um, and so I was over at her house uh, and my pager went off, and uh, she went to go grab my pager and she looking at the pager and she asked about the number and this that and the third you know and it wasn't it wasn't no biggie I mean because I was doing some other stuff that um, made good use of the pager you know so. Uh, that's pretty much what that was at the time, so she looking at the pager, and as she looked at the pager, she fussing at me about something, and then she takes the pager and throw that joint up against the wall and it it just smashed and broke, you know, and I was like, Oh, you know what I mean, so it was a reaction thing, so when I reacted, you know, I reacted, and um i was on I was on top of her, you know, um. And it, when I say I was on top of her, I wasn't, I was just on top of her. You know what I'm saying? And when I when, when I got on top of her, I was I was hot like, yo, what what are you doing? Why you do, you know, like, why you do that? And so in the course of me, you know, saying that, I cocked back my hand and bam, smacked her in her face, right? Um, I don't know how hard it was. Um, you know, so I'm not going to minimize it. Oh, it wasn't that hard. It was, it it was hard enough. It was hard enough to stop me from doing what I was doing. And then of course she stopped in her tracks and she's, she like, you know, feeling it like, like, yo, I, I know you didn't just, you know what I'm saying? And me, I'm, I'm feeling the same way because I didn't caught myself dead in my tracks because as I said, I ain't come from that. I ain't never seen that. So what brought me to this? You know what I mean? And so I'm just, I'm like kind of, you know, once I done smacked that, I done got off of her. I done got off of her, backed up. You know, she going on, you know, cussing me out, saying this, you know, da, da, da. You know what I mean? Um, I think she went, if I remember correctly, <laughs> she went and grabbed a knife, Um, you know, and I was, I, I'm, like grabbing her like, no no put the knife down, no, no. You know what I'm saying? So it could have been a tragic situation. Um over nothing, you know, like as I said I was sixteen. Uh over a, a pager, you know, my life ain't worth a pager, you know so a pager ain't, ain't worth my life, you know what I'm saying? So um so it, it was just a crazy situation. But you live and you learn from that. So I've never ever done that again and I'm 44 you see what I'm saying so that was I don't I don't know what that was looking back at it I just know how it unfolded I can't tell you um exactly what it was what what was going on I could just tell you what was happening at that moment and how um it transpired you know but I will tell you like I said you live and you learn and I've never ever done that again you know what I'm saying um there's no possession um, that I love so much that I'm gonna put my hands on a female, beat her up, and this, that, and the third, and smack her, and all, of whatever, you know what I'm saying, um, it's just not my cup of tea, and not what I do, and not how I move, it's just not my character, and so when, when that happened, um, you know, I had to sit back and, and figure some things out, you know what I'm saying, like, You know, um, just like I said, not being so invested in a possession, that means absolutely nothing. You know what I mean? Um, I could have went and got another pager, like whatever. But, you know, again, I was 16. I was young. Uh, Wasn't thinking along them lines, young, dumb, immature, you know, all of that. So that's my story. Um, But like, as I said, that story could have got could have been tragic. Um, It could be people still reminiscing over me right now. You know, had it went another way, uh, thank God it didn't. And I lived to see another day. She lived to see another day. And we even eventually married. So, you know, we obviously got past all that there. Um, and she knew that that wasn't something that was part of my character. But I share that story. So, you know, I'm not this um, this so squeaky clean, uh, goody two-shoe type of guy. But at the same token, I ain't this this Dirty, you know, no good, smacking you around, kicking your ass every day type of guy. You know what I'm saying? So um, I just wanted to put my own little story on it and put that out there. So, you know, so you, you can you can know that about me. Um, so, you know, that was mad years ago. <laughs> so I'm I'm not definitely not like that. You know, I wasn't like that back then. But I'm just saying you live, you learn, you grow. So I'm well past all of that type of stuff. but let's get back into another fact. Um, one in seven women and one in twenty five men have been injured by intimate partner. So that's one in seven women and one in twenty five men check the, the 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 stats. you know, one in twenty five men. Um, but again, that goes to show. That men are still being abused as part of domestic violence as well. That it's not just women, um, but let's also be clear that women are abused um, through through domestic violence at a, a far higher rate. You know, um, so so we we definitely know that um, as we can tell by all the stuff that go on. It usually involves that, but. One in ten women have been raped by an intimate partner. One in ten women have been raped by an intimate partner. Um, you know, rape is so personal, man. You know, you do you know the 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 how personal you gotta be to rape somebody? Anybody, like even a man raping another man, that's personal, that's so intimate, you know. Um you know, you think of, of I, when I think of rape, you know, I'm thinking of a man just holding the girl down and she saying stop and, you know, like what I don't understand about that situation. And I'm not trying to be graphic or anything, but um, I guess this says something to that particular man. But how does that arouse you in any kind of way? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not aroused by... um trying to hold a girl down and and put my thing in it like that's not ar- arousing to me you know what i'm saying like you know i have a totally different scene you know that's far different from something like that um but i you know like i said that speaks to the type of men who would perpetrate that that type of thing you know what i'm saying um to rape someone you i mean your thing gets erect when you raping somebody like wow whatever <laughs> but um yeah man, so you know, domestic violence again is a real thing, man. It it this goes on is everywhere. Everywhere. There's no it's not one place that domestic violence doesn't exist. Um, you know, a lot of times it's behind closed doors. Um one big thing about this this pandemic is uh what they found throughout the pandemic was you know, it was a lot more kids and a lot more women being abused through domestic violence, you know. And mainly because now, you know, mama can't work at the at the moment. I ain't talking about right this very second, but at that moment of, you know, when the pandemic really hit, um, people were out of work. Um, people had to, to shelter indoors. Now you have to shelter with the abuser who's been whipping your tail every day you know, your, your going to work was a safe haven, you know, the kids going to school was a safe haven, Um, they were they were able to get away from their abusers at least for uh, half the day and then have to deal with them at, at, at night, maybe the woman, get off work, come home, maybe cook something and, you know, put the kids to bed and then hopefully she can go to bed and that'll be the end of her night and can't wait for the morning to come and do it all over again, you know, maybe the um, the worst part of that may have been on the weekends when when she wasn't working and she, and she's with the kids now. She trying to you know um stay out of the way you know. But now that situation had has spun around and changed to the point where she has no work. She's at home with the abuser. The abuser is at home. He probably already won't working or whatever. You know what I'm saying the kids wasn't in school, they at home, you know, 'cause the the school shut down, all this stuff. So it created um a lot more domestic violence uh situations, you know, um made it worse for a lot of people who who was probably looking to get away at some point, you know. Um and so that pandemic caused some of that to surface. Uh a lot a lot more um people I guess we're we're coming out too. is saying like, look, I've been getting abused. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, tough situation, man. Tough situation. But we're going to get into another fact, man. On a typical day, there are more than 20,000 calls placed to domestic violence hotlines nationwide on any given day, a typical day. More than 20,000, 20, calls are placed to domestic violence hotlines nationwide. Wow, that's deep right there, man. So today, it's just a typical day. So today, there could have been 20,000 calls by the end of the day, 20,000 for, for whatever, for help, for the talk to someone, um, for encouragement, for some kind of way out, for uh, shelter relief, any of those type of things. 20,000 calls. It's a lot of calls, man. You know, uh, a lot of people reaching out for help, you know. And out of them 20,000, you know, it's hard for me to to not wonder um how many actually got the help that they needed you know, that they truly needed to get out of their situation, to help their situation. You know, out of that 20,000, how many became victims of murder-suicide or just uh, murder, you know? Um, so I think about stuff like that, you know, 20,000 calls on a typical day, you know, so, Wow. But another fact, man, um, and this is a, this is a, it, it, it's a simple, but it's a deep fact and it's real and it goes right along with what I was just talking about. The presence of a gun in a, in a domestic violence situation increases the risk of homicide. Now I'm going to pause right there. Okay. Increases the risk of homicide. Not 10%. Not 50. Not 100. Not 200. It increases 500%. So let's go through this again. The presence of a gun in a domestic violence situation increases the risk of homicide 5%. 100% Damn That's all I got to say to that man And it's true Because If you got a man who whipping up on you He don't mind whipping up on you with his bare hands Or or use something to hit you or, Or do whatever whatever And now It has gotten to a point where he no longer wants to use his hands today. He don't want to use that whatever he been throwing at you or hitting you with. You know what? You have made him mad enough for him to pull out his gun and shoot you dead for something as simple as, um, I guess, not fixing the right food or um, not getting home on time. Or, you know, whatever, whatever the situation may be, because I guess it it differs with, you know, depending on the man you're dealing with. But 500 percent, man. You know, because it's easier for him to pull that gun out and shoot you than it is for him to be whipping, whipping your ass around the house. You know, it's easier for him to just pull that joint out and threaten to do something to you and, and see the fear in you. And then decides, you know, eh, she useless, you know, so might as well just take her out of here and kill her. It's easier for him to do that than to show you some love, treat you with some respect, to not put his hands on you, to express how you feel. Look, uh, baby, you fixed that dinner the other night, or you fixed that dinner the other night. It was good, but I, I like it when you do some, some, something. something, something. You know what I mean? Like, communicating that. Sad, man. But it's real. It's so real. Alright, let's get into another fact. Women between the ages of 18 and 24 are most commonly abused by an intimate partner. Women between the ages of 18 and 24 are most commonly abused by an intimate partner. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. You know, um, you know, it seems like around that age, and I, I, I would see why that age group would be highlight, highlighted because you know you take someone that's seventeen, eighteen. Like my son, he'll be seventeen this month, right? Um, the twenty eighth of October, he'll be seventeen. Shout out Jay too. Um, he'll be seventeen, and so. When he get 18, oh, he, gonna, he, he already feeling himself. He going to feel like he the man. Like, <laughs> nobody going to tell me nothing. I'm, I'm grown. I do what I want to do. That's how he going to feel. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, I can't say nothing because I probably felt the same way. I Actually, I did at 18. Felt, you know, liberated. on am my own man type thing. You know, so just imagine how a female may feel same way, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, but we, we disregard the fact that even though, you know, legally you may be considered grown, you still develop mentally. You still, you still, um, trying to get to the place that you need to be mentally, you know? Um, and so because you're not there, that's a constant work in progress. You still trying to learn and know yourself, find yourself, you know, then here comes Joe Smo, you know, you 18 and he, he 25, you know what I'm saying? So he had a little experience around the block, you know, he got him a little young thing. She fresh out of high school, you know what I'm saying? Uh, she, she a year out of high school, you know, so he can mold this, this, this woman, you know, and I'm not saying all the guys is like this. I'm just talking about in this particular instance, you know. But he feel like he can mold her, you know he could he could teach her a few things sexually, you know what I'm saying um he could teach teach her how to please him, you know not just sexually but all the ways that he wanna be pleased, you know what I mean he can um try to uh uh distance her from those influences that speak that positivity to her that um that's gonna cause her to call him out on his BS whenever he give it to her. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, he got, he molded her into a position where his BS is the norm, you know? So she don't see anything wrong with it. You know, she sees it as, uh, this is, this is how it has to be. And this is how we get down. You know what I mean? So, um, so I could see why that age group would be highlighted, you know? Um, Even a a female when she's, what, 24 or so, she, you know, of course she's still trying to find herself, you know, she's still trying to, um, trying to cement her feet on solid ground in the right spot and, and grow, you know, um, and that still leaves that room, you know, for that older guy, a lot of, a lot of females, um, that's in that age group, they like older guys, they like a guy who's, who's 40. And she's twenty five you know what I'm saying because he's a little bit more experienced uh he's he's probably a little bit more intelligent, and then a lot of times the guys that's their age you know they are much more mature than the guys um that the the women are much more mature than those guys that that's that the same age they are you know what I mean so i I believe that's kind of why they gravitate to an older guy you know um because he he's not he don't act like the little the 25-year-old or 26-year-old, you know, the 25, 26-year-old, he's still acting like he 18, you know what I'm saying, where she's 25, 26, and she's on the path of moving and acting like she already in her 30s, you know, her mid-30s or something, you know what I'm saying? So it's a difference in the the mentality. I think that's what, what, you know, makes some women drawn to those older guys and, and not deal with guys their age. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, again, I see why that age group would be highlighted. So let's get into, um, another fact, man. And this will probably be the last fact that I have. Uh, 72% of all murder suicides involve an intimate partner. Now, that's not it for that particular fact, but I'm going to ask you. So... Out of that seventy two percent of murder suicides that involve an intimate partner, what percentage do you think are are females are women? Do you think it's a large portion? Do you think it's a smaller portion uh, the, for the most part is it women? Is it half women half men? Well. If you know a little something about domestic violence, it probably affects women far more than it does men. So the stats are going to probably lean more towards the women. And in this particular stat, 94% of all victims of murder-suicides are females. 94%. So that only leaves 6% to be men. So 94% of these women are being killed. And the partner is probably, you know, killing itself. Murder, suicide, because that's what that is. So 94% of women are just being killed in a domestic violence situation by a man who decides to kill himself and out of them 90 that 94 percent like what, what what could be so justifiable in any of those instances that anyone would agree and say well she had it coming or she deserved that uh or she should be dead or whatever I'm sure probably none. You know, um because of the fact again you evolve guns, it raises that situation five hundred percent. Um you know, it is it's I get a little um lost in my zone speaking about this because um I be thinking at the same time, like kind of visualizing um women, you know, in uh these situations. Um I I'll be visualizing the men, some of the men, um, because a lot of times they you know, they say uh I heard this saying a lot, hurt people, hurt people, you know, and I think there's a lot of truth in that. And this is not to exclude or um ex- not exclude excuse any of the, any of the guys um in these situations uh, but I also know that um you know you got a lot of people who 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 have been through trauma uh don't know how to deal with trauma and um react and release you know uh their the 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 hidden trauma they have in them in another way, you know, and and in negative ways. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be disrespect, whether it be um hitting and, and pushing and shoving and you know, smacking and slapping and whatever else, you know, um some of those guys are hurt, but because we're men, you know, and and a lot of times we we're taught to not show that hurt. Sometimes we're taught to not even show love. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, you hear people say love will get you killed. You know what I mean? So, um, but it, it really depends on the man. But I think a lot of these men who have been involved in these situations have some underlying trauma somewhere where they've been hurt. Um, you know, maybe seen a mom in this situation and whatever, whatever the case may have been, um, but I believe it, it goes hand-in-hand hand with what's going on. Um, so I'm about to close it out. But I want to speak to all the women listening. Look, um, value yourself. You are worth more, far more than any man disrespecting you, putting his hands on you, treating you like you the scum of the earth. You're, you're worth is so beyond comprehension that I can't find the words to put it all in the perspective that it needs to be. But just know that that's not that's not what defines you. Just know that you don't have to be stuck in that situation. You don't have to be um, confined to being smacked and being spit on, or being raped, you know. Um, look at the signs. Look at these, these red flags, you know. Don't allow a man to have that much power over you. You got your own power. So don't allow that man to to run your life to a point that you don't even, you have no say-so over your own life. And find a man who's going to truly love you for you. Who's truly going to have your back. Who truly going to go the bat for you. Who truly going to hold you, his kids, your kids, the whole family down. So find a man that compliments you. You know, don't allow yourself or don't settle for any man because you feel as if you're not worthy or you're not worth having a good man. You're worth every bit of having a good man. It doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter about any of that. If you come into this relationship with a with a heart that shows and exhibits Everything that you are that shows that you you love people you love you love the man that you're with, you love your kids, you love life you love living you 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 love um just just people in general and just you know just want to be happy and you know what I'm saying peaceful and you know um if you're coming into a relationship like that, then you need to have some of that coming from a man too you know what I'm saying um you can't have all of those things and a man is is hateful and disrespectful and cuss you out and want to beat on you and talk down to you and uh treat you like you ain't nobody and you know don't he, he he don't he say he love you but his actions contradict everything that he says you know so you have to be a better judge of men, of character, you know, um, seeing is believing, you know, action speaks louder than words, you know what I'm saying, um, thoughtfulness, you know, uh, some women like their extravagant things and, and, and that's cool, what have you, what have you, but a man that's, that's thoughtful, it just gets you a card just because, He just go grab you some roses just because, you see what I'm saying, he gonna tell you, he loves you out of thin air just because he wants you to know. Find you a man like that. And if you're in a situation right now as we speak, please reach out to somebody, man. Don't be uh, uh, another st- uh, statistic. Don't don't be the one that's on the news and uh, they're talking about and they're rallying behind. Don't be that woman. At least not dead. You know if If you're in a situation, reach out there's hotlines um I probably should have put the number up here, but call a domestic violence abuse hotline um reach out to to someone that you're real close to that you feel that you can speak those things to um don't sit in that man don't because you're worth far more than what you're going through all right, remember that you're worth far more. Than what you're going through. All right. So I'm going to leave it at that, man. I thank y'all for tuning in. Hey, look, once again, this has been on Domestic Violence. This is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So let's stay aware every day, not just the month of October. Um, and let's keep our eyes and our ears open. And, you know, let's just uh help each other out, man. Let's 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 back our women, all women, you know, wherever they at. Um, let's love them, let's treat them with respect Let's hold them in high regard And women, let's start doing that for yourself too Let's start putting yourself on a pedestal Start walking around here like all the queens that you are Alright, so I love y'all I appreciate y'all listening Thank you for tuning in Y'all have a great evening, great day, great month, great year And um, you know, you know I'm going to be back <laughs> You already know I'll be back with another episode real soon. So, um, y'all be safe out there. And I always like to say, before I leave out, treat others as you would like others to treat you. Treat others in the way that you would like others to treat you. All right? All right, man, I love y'all. Y'all be easy. Thanks again. I'm Stan B. I'm out. Peace.